Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Finding Fertility. Welcome back to another Closer Today clip here on Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I am here to help you get through the BS of infertility one inspirational clip at a time. We are in the last week of February. I truly hope that this month has been just a little eye-opener of epigenetics and my true why of why I'm here supporting and sharing my story with you guys and really encouraging you to make these um, diet and lifestyle changes to improve your fertility and really increase your chances of getting pregnant and having a very happy and healthy child. Now, um, in saying that, I also want to say there's no guarantees. There's absolutely no guarantees that if you do everything to a T, that life is going to work out the way you want it to work out. I feel my journey is a shining example of that, especially my last frozen embryo transfer. We felt like we had done everything right. We had the diet and lifestyle, we had two good-looking embryos, we had the clinic support, we had the immune-suppressing drugs, we had been successful before and had a beautiful, happy, healthy baby boy, so things should have worked. You know, like I definitely went in thinking I was having twins. Beyonce had twins. I saw two egg yolks. You know, there were so many signs that this was it. I was going to have twins and our journey was going to be done. And when I had the miscarriage, um, it really rocked me. And it really, um, you know, just blindsided me in the fact that there is still a really big element to not only an infertility journey, but the journey of life that you don't have control over. You really don't. And that's just something really to keep in mind when you're doing these diet lifestyle changes, even alongside any medical assistance, that just because things didn't work out um the way you thought they should in that one particular moment of life that you shouldn't keep believing in the path that you're going on. Um, You know, me getting pregnant naturally after eight years of dealing with infertility um, was just huge. Was, um, you know, I've talked about this before of how mad and pissed off I was that the knowledge of diet and lifestyle, even though it was super hard to do, um, but that that knowledge would have saved me so many years, so much time, you know, so much heartache. I mean, I do believe that I had to go through everything I went through during the journey um, to get here and be able to do what I'm doing now. But, you know, my hope is that everyone can learn from my mistakes, that you'll get to being ready to be able to make these life altering, you know, lifestyle changes and diet changes um, a lot sooner than I was willing to be. Um, 
so you know as much as I'm here saying you have you know way more control over your situation over your health over your future child's health that there is still a big element that there is no control and you know we have to accept that and we have to you know dig deep within ourselves you know after the fact and being able to look back with the hindsight that we have that we understand why it played out the way it did i don't know if i could speak so passionately about epigenetics about diet and lifestyle changes if i would have got pregnant with those two twin with the twins um i i don't know if i would have had that confidence in everything um and on top of that i i look at i call him baby b on instagram i look at baby b and um i'm just so amazed that i did that that i fought through all the bullshit that i had to go through to create that life and um it's like a it's just like a huge win for me and I really want that for you as well. And my IVF baby is a huge win too. Like, I don't want to say that they both aren't huge wins because let's face it, I had to change up so much to even get that IVF baby as well. So anyways, that is my final rant and rave about epigenetics. I just truly, truly hope that this month has... um you know, just giving you maybe some more informa- information and inspiration to keep going with the diet and lifestyle. Obviously, I have um, told you guys before, the one-on-one coaching is live and happening now. I am just so super pumped to be doing this. Um, I'm super excited. And it's just um, leading in to building a super cool community of women who are going through the same struggles. You all get access to the forum boards when you become a one-on-one client. So that includes when we do the course, the girls on the course are interactive and it's just building a community because, you know, sometimes it's really hard to go through this alone. I know I was very, very alone when I was changing up my diet, even when I went paleo and when I went autoimmune paleo, that was even more like being the weirdo in the corner of the room. So yeah, lots of amazing things happening. You can email me for more information and that is at monica at findingfertility.co and then head over to the website findingfertility.co over in the coaching section and you can check out all that you get with my one-on-one coaching and um, with the Fertility Reconnect course excuse me, that is going to kick off at the end of May heading into June. So without further ado, let's get to our last inspirational clip about epigenetics and I'll see you on the other side. And what that is, is that how you grow before you're born matters. And it's not just how you're born before you're born, it's also in the first two years of your life. So the nutrition and the conditions that you lived in, in your very earliest moments of life, determine whether or not you're going to have a high risk for disease later on. And how does this work? I need to just tell you a little about it so that you can believe something about how this works. What it means is that the baby's born at the low end of the scale, 
are small for two reasons. One, they didn't get enough nutrition from their mothers. That can be for lots of reasons. Her diet, for example, or her placenta that she tried to make to give uh, nutrients to the baby didn't work. Those babies are very different, and they're vulnerable for the rest of their life. Why are they vulnerable? Because they have fewer heart cells, they have fewer filtering units in their kidney, and they also have one other problem, and that is that their pancreas that makes insulin has fewer insulin-making cells. And because of that, they're vulnerable for disease as they get older. Now, what about the babies at the high end? The babies at the high end are vulnerable because they got too much nutrition, and that's almost always because their mothers had poor glucose control, their blood sugars were high, that sugar went across the placenta, and the baby saw it as energy and deposited it as fat. So those babies have a lot of fat, and I just want to tell you the most interesting thing that we've discovered. The babies at the small end and the babies at the large end have almost the same risks. And the interesting part about those risks is that they cause an inflammatory reaction that's very low grade, and they make those people vulnerable for the rest of their lives. Now, if you're feeling bad about that, I'm just going to try to make you feel worse. <laughs> and the reason I'm going to make you feel worse is because it turns out that those cases, the small babies and the large babies, can pass that effect on to their babies in the next generation. So first of all, I have to tell you a story about me. So I'm, I'm trying to get you to convince this. So here it is. I'm in my late 60s. Not many months left, actually. And it turns out that the egg that made me was made in my mother. She's 90-some years old still alive. It was made in her ovary when she was in my grandmother's womb. You get that? The egg that made me was made in my mother's ovary when she was a fetus in my grandmother. That means that the egg that made me was nourished by my grandmother. And that nourishment changed the way my risks for life will be. I was also nourished by my mother. So there's a two-generation effect on the nourishment. So I want to tell you about this picture. This picture was taken in 1931. And if you look at the woman on the right, she's a handsome woman. She's 86 years old. And when she was a baby, she was being held by her mother in 1931. And it turns out that the egg that made her was made in her mother's womb when her mother was in her grandmother's womb, who was born in 1897. There's one other interesting fact about this. If you look at the lady on the left, she was born to the woman sitting down in front. Now, that lady doesn't look too happy. <laughs> so I, I don't actually know what her issue is, but <laughs> I think part of it is that she was born before the Civil War. Right? <laughs> Times were tough. So it turns out that I, who am now in my late 60s, the egg that made me was made in my mother almost 100 years ago. So that means in egg years, I'm 100. <laughs> and this lady that I'm showing you here on the right, in egg years, she's 110. 
So we call this the 100-year effect. The 100-year effect means that nutrition flows across generations from one person to the next through mothers, each successive generation. And this nutritional flow means that you have to have good nutri nutrition every single generation in order to keep from having a risk for chronic disease. So it turns out that it's a more complicated story than you might think. And that's because the nutrition that a woman gives her baby when she's pregnant not only comes from the food she eats, her diet, but it also comes from the body which she was made as a child and as she was growing up. And there's a man's story here too. And that's because men also influence the health of their babies. And both men and women do this through an effect we call epigenetics. Now, if you don't know this word, learn it right now. Epigenetics. Learn it, say it, and use it on your friends. <laughs> It'll wear out in a few generations, but right now it's hot. <laughs> so here's the word. Epigenetics means this. The genetic code you got from your mother and your father determines many things about you. Those genes you got are expressed all the time, and they're made of a DNA code that you learned in biology. The truth is, you can't change that code. That code is found in every chromosome in your body and every cell, and that doesn't change. However, what you might not know is epigenetics, and what that means is that before you're born, those genes, some of them, not all of them, some of them are very sensitive to stress from the mother, and diet from the mother, and you can alter those genes that will change the way you're going to grow for the rest of your life. So you can't blame women for the bad health of everybody. And you shouldn't try. And why? Because both men and women in this country now eat the worst diets of any Western country in the world. We eat fast foods, and we've been trained by industry to love the food they feed us. And many of them who, many of us have trouble getting off of it. I hope you guys enjoyed that clip. Um, remember, down in the show notes, you can find the links to the talk. It's over on YouTube, and all the speakers' links are there, too. While you're at it down in the show notes, I know you can leave us a rating and a review over on iTunes. That would really greatly help the podcast out. Um, yeah, show your love for us. Let us know what you want to hear more of or what we can do better as well. Also, hit us up on IG or TikTok. Let us know that you're listening and loving our episodes. It would mean the world to us, and you know how super interactive I am on both of those platforms. And that is us for today. Um, I really hope you're going to enjoy and get inspired by all of our epigenetics clips this month. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on Friday for an episode of Finding Fertility. Have a beautiful week. 